Hello, everybody, and welcome in to the Great Scott Show, the Great Sports Callers Open Think Tank. It's a Thursday, the 29th of October, but it's a Thursday. That means I am joined in studio by the host of the morning lock-in, Norman Locke. Yes, sir. Good morning. Good morning, Scott. Sean, you sound a little, little low-key this morning. You all right? Everything okay? Uh, you know, I'm kind of like a reptile. My my blood is kind of slowed down because of the temperature outside. <laughs> Like a bear, you want to go sleep for the winter, huh? Yeah, it's like I gotta, I gotta go st- go lay on a rock under the sun for a while, warm up, then I'm gonna get active. From the Storm Team Three Weather Lab and Daniel Phillips, your forecast today: clearing, uh, breezy, cooler, high of 65, low of 47. I woke up this morning early, looked at my phone, it said 48 degrees. I was like, whoa, what happened? What's going on? What's going on? Who cut the weather machine on? 48. Who's like a uh, there there are some sports numbers that just work better than others. How do you feel about 48? I feel like that's a good even kill number. It could be like a a, a fullback or a linebacker. Um didn't they have like a running back with college 48? linebackers, I guess. There's not like too many pro linebackers who wear 40s, are they? Mm, what's what's Devin White's number? 45. 45. See, okay, see, I know the 40s. I've seen a few few linebackers in the 40s. Is it? It was 45 at LSU. Let me see. Um, Yeah, 45. All right, you're right. Yeah. 40s. Okay. okay. I, of course they're 40s. They're all uh, Alex Angelini. But, like, what's yeah, a good 48 I'm... linebacker? I guess in my mind, I think when I think of the best linebackers it's ever, I immediately go to the 50s. 52, but yeah. 54. 56. Yeah. Yeah. 57, 53, all of all the ones it's in the 50. 50. Yeah, yeah like, like the best linebackers in the 40s. But yeah, they're 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 okay. All right, so you got you got you got some ones in the 40s for sure. Um, Stephen just, Davis wore one as a running back. It just looks it looks weird on a running back though. Like he pulled it off. Yeah, it's I, if you got it as a running back, you got to have a neck roll. It's like it's mandatory to have a neck roll. I don't know, 48 number just. It's like here's your here's the accessory. It You're right. You have to be surgery. thick. Like Gotta you can't be, be yeah. quick. No, no. You can't be a quick like that, nimble runner. There's certain jerseys that just look better based on your body type. You know, it's more fabric, so you got to be thicker to hold that extra number on there. So that 48 is kind of heavy. It's not like a 21. Is what it's kind of ESPN 1420.com. <laughs> you see, when you were young or before you were born, like in college, they didn't. It was extremely rare that you would see two two players that played a lot with the same number. Yeah, we're and correct. now it's like, I mean, it happens all the time. Heck, yeah. the Coastal Carolina almost lost to the K. Two of them on the field at the same time. And LSU's number seven. It's a mystical number. You have a number seven on defense. You have a number seven on offense. Yeah. That's usually pretty good. It it, 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 I don't like it. I like. I don't. Li- I don't like. I don't like. But. It just, I don't know, like players, they want, in college, they want that single number. But I remember back, like, with the Cajuns when, like, Christian Ringo and Juice Justin Hamilton, who's playing for your Dallas Cowboys, like, when they got older and they switched from, like, these double wide numbers to single numbers, I was like, it just looks, you know, Seeing a seeing a, a player that's that's gonna play that much, that's that good, but is that wide, just wearing like a number six or a number nine, 
I don't know. I mean, it's I don't. You're not doing yourself any favors aesthetically, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I think it's the big guys just started getting you know a little bit more. Uh, they more saw visual. Just, yeah. yeah, it's like they just like you know what the slim guys are doing it. Let's do it. Because, you know, like you said, growing up, I was a big guy. And it's like, big guys, you, you couldn't even ask for those little numbers. No. It's like, Norman, what are you doing? No. Put, that, give, put, give, that, give, put that 21 down. Put give that five like a, down. Give him like a 68, you know. <laughs> give him a 75. Yeah, they look at you like, hmm. Oh, no, yeah. Now, nah, you're in the 60s, bro. You're on that old line right now. <laughs> give, him a, give him a 48. But don't give him, but don't give him like, uh, like a 21. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Not going to happen. No, no. Unless you were super tall, uh, very... S- Slim, you're not getting one of those single numbers. And you're not getting your pick of the single numbers unless you one of those one of those gifted kids. So it's like <laughs> it was a hierarchy, you know. Once I came in like the third wave of kids, it's like, all right, Norm, got you know, fifties, you got the seventies. Which one are you going? I'm like, I'm not playing O line. I'm going to get the fifties. Give me a fifties. Give me a fifties, man. Um I I like I like. I feel like certain. Like whenever Jadavian Clowney was rocking, what a number four in South Carolina, it was like that actually works. But that's Jadavian Clowney. Yes, yeah, yeah. It doesn't work for every D line. No, you know. No. But now it's like it's just the way it is. You just got double numbers. You got everybody wearing certain things, and players want to wear certain numbers. But like, I don't know. Like Alvin Kamara somehow has pulled off the forty-one, but. That's not easy to do. It's like, not. It's, it's like we're it's so difficult. used to it by now, and he just came in so hot and unexpected, and it was like. And nobody says anything about it. This is yeah. It's like because it's a dirty I number. Think for, I think his first year, everyone's like, he's he his skill set is not good for that number. But like that, I think, and I'm not trying to turn this into let's praise Alvin Kamara, even though he's unbelievable. It actually is a testament to him that the number doesn't get talked about, or it's just like, it's just, you don't even think about it anymore. Like, you can, if you're good enough, you can elevate above the number that doesn't fit your body type. But that's rare. That's rare. No. But like 41, that's not, I don't know how he pulls it off, but he does. Wasn't Java best 41? Maybe. I, I don't so. know. Was it, but like, but again, it didn't It didn't work. Then. Yeah, well, I'm, he got, he had severe concussions that probably took him out. But Javi Best was really, really, really nice. I just remember, like, on Matt and Javi Best was like a cheat code. But it's like the concussions. But like you said, like, it's the – he rises above. It's like Luka Doncic with that 99. It's like that's the most terrible basketball number for a good player. And it's like – You mean 77? 77, I'm sorry. Yeah. And it's like that's like – it's not one more seven. I I will understand, but it's like two sevens. He's he's somehow gonna be good enough. <sighs> You're right. Okay. Yeah, it's like You're that's right. a cheesy You're number. Right. It basketball. Should, it should number. be seven, but I think that he's that he's foreign, and we're talking about Kamara being able to elevate above the number. It doesn't make sense at first, but then the more you watch it, like now you just think in basketball when you think of seventy-seven. Now you just will think about him. Yeah. It's like, and you're different. like, all right, you know, I don't know. High numbers in basketball, too. Because in college, you can't go above 55. So you don't even see – I mean, 55 feels really high in college because it's as high as it gets. You're not giving me no type of jersey over 34. <laughs> like, you're not giving me – like, and it skips. It's going to go 23, 24, 34. It's like 32, 34. You're not giving me nothing in between those numbers. Like, don't be like, hey, no, I'm going to 29 jersey for you. I'm not uh, – uh, no, I'm going to be upset. Hey, Norman got this, you know, 
It's a large. It's a 27 jersey. I don't want it. Either you're giving me 21, 23, 24, or we skipping the 30. It's just that simple. All right, here we go. There are some numbers in the NBA that have never been worn. Oh, I can imagine. <laughs> like, who's going to be a number 70? Somebody was at one point because oh. that's not on the list. There are 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11. There are 12 numbers that have never been worn in the history of the NBA. Um, 58, 59, 64, 69, which is actually surprising That's considering surprising. people have, you know, um, childish senses of humor. 74, 75, 78, 79, 80, 82, 87, and 97. Now I think I have to aspire to have a son to be number 82. Hey, go be number 82. 82? How does 82 look on a basketball jersey? Does 82, 82 look games. better than... That's why I was, that's what oh, I'm thinking. Okay. It's 82 games. You be like, yeah, I'm locking down for 82 right. games. That's right. I'm locking. That's good. There you go. No, <laughs> there so go. Now you have the built-in. Now you got the built-in. Uh, the built-in marketing yeah. scheme. Listen, the, what what number do you think has been worn the most in NBA history? Probably number one. Three. Three. Okay, I, yeah, it just is. Three. I mean, you can think of it. Now, I think Darren Ravel threw that stat out there, so who knows? Um, I don't know. Maybe. Um, let's see. I really feel like, you know, the players have ascended over their jersey numbers kind of now. No one in college basketball can wear 56 or higher. They also can't wear the number 6, 7, 8, or 9. Never see it in college basketball. I wonder why. Because the official, Mm. when they go to the scores table, they have to use one hand or two hands to give Mm. the number. I don't know why they can't just do like NBA officials and do it twice, <laughs> but you know, so like fifty-five. You, you've only got two sets of five. Um, okay. I guess I hope, I, dude. Do you think I'm now? I'm just going way off track here, but you can't do six because they would read it as like they would read it as fifty-one and not six. You know what I'm saying? You, you think the like college officials discriminate against somebody that might have like a hand handicap? Explain. Well, if, if you're missing two fingers, how are you going to identify? How are you going to be able to identify someone at the scores table who the foul's on? Then I, then I, I would say yes. Yeah, I mean, I, I, well, that's messed up. Yeah, let's. <laughs> yeah, I, was, I don't know. Think about it. I'm I was sorry, like, dude. okay, these are these yes. are the random things that my mind just just wanders along. I, you know. Anyway, um, <laughs> you're like, what, what the hell are you talking about, Scott? ESPN1420N.com. Speaking of the NCAA, they they do a lot of ridiculous things. Agreed? Yes. I never thought that I'd be talking about the UMass women's tennis team. Okay. But the NCAA and their latest punishment is they just I, – I, don't, I, don't, I just don't know what the hell's wrong with them, Norman. So the UMass women's tennis team – had to forfeit three years of victories, including a 2017 Atlantic 10 championship, because the because they self-reported a violation to the NCAA. Um, 
What was the violation? That see that that there it is right there. You hear that? What are you thinking? You're like, man, what were they doing on the tennis? Yeah, like, what comes like, to your mind? Like, um, okay, I'm not the avid tennis watcher. Is there is there like an ultimate way to cheat in tennis? Like, can I steal your signs or can I like alter your racket? <laughs> so what did they do? They had some students that were reimbursed by the team for a phone bill because they had a phone jack in their dormitory that they didn't even know they had because they didn't use it. Wow. Now, for, for you young, wow. for you youngins out there that don't know a what a phone jack, jack is, my dorm room. It's what you plug a landline into. Yes. And you pick it up. They it has a wire. Know, they didn't even know. <laughs> right. And for those that are like, what's that? Think of like a, a an Ethernet cord. Yes. Right. right? You plug um, your HDMI cord into your PlayStation. That's right. Um, <laughs> my wife and I moved into a, a, an older house and like there were just phone jacks everywhere. everywhere. We covered them all up. Every single one of them. Like, we don't need that right there. That's just... What, why, I, I mean, in random places, too. It's like, what is this doing here? Man, everybody had at least three phones oh, in the house. It was it was an older woman that was living there before we bought the house. She passed away. But I think she had a phone in literally every room, yes. like a landline. Yeah. That was probably only called by telemarketers. Yes, but like, they didn't even know that they had this phone jack in there. And then um, it was like it was off-campus housing, I think. And so they got a bill, and they – they're tennis players. Like they didn't. They're they're in college. They were like, "Can you help us out with this?" Like we didn't even know. We don't use this. We have no idea. So the university helped them out and said, uh, "Just to be safe, we'll we'll self-report this, right? Just to be safe, we'll self-report it to the NCAA because technically it, you know, it's two hundred fifty dollars. It's you know, we just we we're gonna we're gonna do the right thing. So what did the NCAA do? They come in, strip them of all of their victories over the last year, take the Atlantic 10 championship away, which essentially is like banners and other things, but in the record books and all that other stuff. This is because they had a phone jack that they didn't use. The NCAA is, I don't know what to say about them. Like, they never make the right decisions, they're always reactive. I don't know. I'd say dismember it. Like, do the same thing with, with football. I'd say cut it out. Like, cut the NCAA. They're the reason why we don't have NCAA football right now. So that's the that's the biggest gripe against humanity right now to this day. They're the sole reason why we don't have NCAA college football anymore. So until they fix that, the NCAA, you got a problem, Norman. I played that game a lot in, like, 04. But did it did it is it like Madden or did it actually like it was actually update each year? It, it updated each year. And I'm gonna say they have people still playing the last one, which oh, I yeah. think is like They play it on Twitch, yeah. yeah. They still play it to this day. And it's like that game is good enough to have sufficed all these years. Was like I didn't even support Madden this year because I I had to boycott it. They couldn't get my sixty nine dollars this year because I'm like, make a new game. Do something. Jacques emails, he's like, Scott, I thought I read about the UMass story that it was uh, around $10,000. No, that's inaccurate. So the NCAA came in and found that the athletic department as a whole, over the course of like five years, based on their financial aid records, spent impermissible money, like 
spend impermissible money across the athletic department of about, I think, $9,100. So it wasn't quite 10000 Now, that's for everything, and they self-reported all of it, by the way. And of that 9100 Jacques, within that self-audit or self-imposed, you know, let's, let's show this to the NCAA, there was a $250 charge that went to the tennis team that was about. So it wasn't, the 9100 wasn't the tennis team. The $250 was, and they decided, okay, we're going to take away all these wins in this championship you've had in the last few years. Just like I say about how they dealt with the Cajuns, you're going to have to take my ring from me. You're going to have to take everything from me. You're going to have to come get it. You're going to have to physically remove it off my finger because guess what? I win those games. All right. When we come back, that's Norman Locke. I'm Scott Prather. How about them, yeah! He's not saying you're going to have to come take it from me. At this point, Norm's just saying take it. No, it's you can't take Jerry, it. Jerry Jones is saying get out. No, Don Terry saying- Poe, get out. You're just he essentially called him fat and told him that's why you're cut. Get out. Actually, we tried to sell. <laughs> we tried, tried to, to trade. To. We tried to try to, to, to trade. So no, that's inaccurate, Scott. We tried to trade him. We tried to, an, did he not get rid of him and say it was because of his weight and lack of production? Yes, but we didn't want to have to go there because we wanted to trade him at first. But I, but what I said isn't wrong. <laughs> yeah, but I just it wasn't, isn't all the way true. I just didn't add the first part. <laughs> Yeah, we're trying to trade trash that no one wants. So then we're just like, all right, see. Got to butter it up. See, instead of saying overweight, you said. Uh, and I don't mean trash is, I don't know, Don Terry. I just mean on the field when your yeah. performance is trash. It's like, yeah, okay. When you can call up um, <clears throat> Justin Hamilton and get more production out of him, that's when you, players got to go. All right, when we come back, who's who's who are people laughing harder at right now, the Cowboys or the Falcons? I think there's a. That's not a hard question. I think I think I, no. I think there's an <laughs> argument to be made. I think there's two different kind of ways to be bad, and I actually think the Cowboys are kind of doing it right, and the Falcons. If you're a Saints fan, it 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 truly is hilarious. But I think if you're not, most people are like, oh, sheesh. I don't know. Either way, it's pretty funny. We'll dig into that. We got a lot to talk about. Cajuns versus Texas State. We'll talk some UL football. Little LSU versus Auburn. I told you LSU was going to win, didn't I? Told you they were going to be tough. Well, I did tell you is because what was the asterisk? The rookie quarterback, the freshman quarterback. quarterback, freshman quarterback. I'm sorry, same I thing. mean, it was their defense. Yeah, but I told you if the freshman starts, defense. he'll be the reason why they won. No, but they won because of their defense. Yeah, but I mean, it's, I, I, I told up, you. you know, they scored forty plus in the other games. So give up twenty four, you win. I don't know. Maybe he played good. See, these are the things we're going to dig into. Don't go anywhere. It's ESPN1420.com. Welcome back into the Great Scott Show, the Great Sports Callers Open Think Tank. Hello, everyone. Welcome back into the Great Scott Show. I'm Scott Prather. That's Norman Locke. Todd Gurley to the goal line. Touchdown! I think he was trying to not get in, and Detroit wanted him to get in. The best part about that is there's a there's a photo shot from behind. It's so comical. You see Lions defenders putting their hands up like, touchdown, like he got it. And you also see a few Atlanta old linemen like, yeah, touchdown. Like, 
No, that's not. You go down, you win the game, and you knew the second that he didn't, they were going to lose. He was going to lose. The, the only, but they were playing the Lions. So you're like, you know what? The Lions might try to one-up them because they are notorious for losing in just Epic painful fashion. ways. So let's see. But but they, like, who's going to one-up each other to be like the king of the awful loss? And Detroit even gave it a shot because they scored on the final play of regulation but then Amendola gets a dumb 15-yard on Sportsman like you're like, ooh, a 48-yard walk-off game-winning <laughs> PAT. Don't know that you've ever seen that before. But uh, but Prater nailed it. And it, it's like, it, it, it's it's just, it's comical. You, Matt Ryan specifically told him, like, don't, like, don't score. Don't score. I think we have some audio of that. Let's see. Hey, don't score. Yeah, I would don't, score. Yeah. don't score. Don't score. Get the first, get the first, get down. <laughs> now, was, that is literally in the huddle, Matt Ryan telling Ty Gurley, and he's like, yep, got it. Now, what's crazy? What's crazy, Scott? You can't get the first because it was first and goal. So, it, so they're, <laughs> both, they're both moronic. They're both moronic. It was no first to get. It was no, that's what, first that's, and goal. Right, right. They're, they're like just inside the 10-yard line. That's why I was sitting there like, okay, Matt, nobody get knows. The, get to the one. Yeah, hey, don't score, don't score. Get, get the, the first. first. Get the first. No, it's no first. What mark, what, what mark are y'all looking at? And, and, and Gurley, it sounds like he responds with, "Yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't right there." Hey, don't score. Yeah, I would. Don't score. Down. Don't score. <laughs> and then he, it was like the slowest, most epic fall for the touchdown. It was like no moment. It's like where was your like? I know you could have did something. You just he fell like a a, a bag of beans off You've the top a, shelf I, from I'm Walmart. I'm waiting for the like, day where where like this is going to cause more teams to just take a knee in this situation. But I'm waiting for the day where defenders pick up a guy and carry him into the end zone because it's coming. Oh, it's coming. It's coming. I, I mean, because when he broke that first tackle, I was like, did he help him into the end zone? Ty Gurley. I'm thinking like oh, yeah. that first tackle is like the guy kind of whiffed. And the second one, he held them on for a they little while. To, then he just yeah. kind of like pushed them in the end zone. They need to stop pretending and literally just pick a guy up and carry him <laughs> in. That's going to happen at some point. You realize that, right? Well, I think his momentum will probably be stopped. He had call. ten yards. No, but if he if he if 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 three if three giant dudes lift you up, how are you just gonna? Because you're constantly used to them trying to pull you down. So like your instincts not going to be like. Let me go down to the ground here. I mean, if they're going to carry me to the end zone, I think I'm going to take that ride. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I love it. Ride. Dude, and then afterwards, Hurley, Hurley said, I'm mad as hell. Are you, though? He's like, you got an incentive in your contract where if you get 13 touchdowns this year, you get quite a bit of extra cash I think cash he's upset there. because he... This is not what Ty Gurley expected coming to his. I don't know. This is what we all what we all expected, what but it's not what he expected. He's part of the going to Atlanta. He's part of the uh, the comedy show that is the Atlanta Falcons. And what in God's name were those uniforms? I'm on the fence about them. I wouldn't say they're, they're terrible. On the fence? I'm not, I, wouldn't oh, say God. I wouldn't say they're terrible, Scott. I wouldn't terrible. say they're terrible. I they would look not like say one terrible. of those like commercials where it's like a medical commercial and they're they're showing like an infected thumb that has like frostbite. 
And it's like, if you start seeing the dark colors at the bottom and all like the blood's rushing, they do. It looked like a frostbite toe. Every no, one of them. No, 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 no. The no. fact that you like that. I didn't I, say I, I liked them. I, I said it wasn't terrible. I said I'm on the fence. I'm, now I'm questioning everything I've ever known about I you. Say I'm, I say I'm everything. on the fence. Everything I've ever known about you. Although I should have done that when you continued to, and, and will continue to defend Mike McCarthy. Yeah, because I can't, I can't, I can't crucify him right now. Wait, no, I'm not saying that he won't get crucified. But I'm just saying right now, why? as of today. Uh, all right. Well, at least you. At least you're, now I'm starting to see some wiggle. Now it's okay. I might. No, I, I didn't might. say I might. I just said today, this season, I can't fault him. I'm sorry. I, I, I won't. Thanks so much, Aditi. You know, this week Mike McCarthy was saying there's research that shows that once a team gets to four division wins, it's likelier to win the division. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, and so is wear a seatbelt, and you you know your your odds of not getting hurt are better. I Listen. love that he said his deep research is: hey, if you win four division games, you have a better shot of winning it. Listen, Scott. Hey, if you just eat, because if you eat our, fast food your whole life, you might get you might die of a heart attack. Our team pays our PR staff <laughs> dollars to come up with statements like that. You don't understand, Scott. We have a well all machine. When it comes to PR statements, and, and yeah. that one's a great the, one. The analytically advanced Mike McCarthy, who who said, who said when he was being interviewed for the Cowboys head coaching job, oh yeah, I, I got a subscription to Pro Football Focus. I'm really in the analytics. Then yes. when he got the job, admitted, I just kind of said that because I wanted the job. Yes, D- you don't, guys are don't getting. Don't we all do that? Exactly. <laughs> I mean, there's part of me don't that's never related that. to it more. There, there, there's the, the Cowboys are getting exactly what they paid for, Mike McCarthy. Again, they, uh, you go ahead. No, look, like I said, if, if again, you want to die on that hill, you go ahead. I just, I, I'm not, I, I think that deep down, you really know, like it's bad. I don't think so because really I mean, I'm hire. looking at that Giants franchise across the street, and I'm like, okay, is that it? Was that what we had, and that's what people wanted us to keep? Because they're looking pretty bad, <laughs> and that's just what I'm just. That's my measuring stick right now. Scott is like, okay, they have their starting quarterback. They have their offensive line. They have everybody who they went into the offseason with except uh, Barkley, and he had Barkley. And I'm just like, okay, the wonderful offensive juggernaut mind of Jason Garrett ran Barkley into the hill uh, three games how's, in. How's Ezekiel Elliott looking? <laughs> without that, without no offensive line, looking like whoever replaced, looking like Gilman. They're backup running back for the Giants. Okay. But I said I can't, I can't fault him, bro. If it's, you know? A lot of excuses here. Yeah, yeah. A whole lot of excuses. But is he? You know, you've got we get a our defensive tackles, coordinator man. that's uh, that's running statistically to this point in a season, uh, one of the worst defenses in NFL history. You know what? And about that, I want to make a statement about that. I want to. I want to because it's, that's that's what's crazy is there's I want to say three more teams that have a worse defense than the Cowboys. And that's and now we're going to we're America's team, so we're going to get the the biggest gripe of everything. But the Seattle Seahawks have given up more yards than the Cowboys. What about points, Norm? The Seahawks have given up almost the amount of points as us too. Really? Yeah, go look it up. And yeah, that's, they've and given up Russell Wilson. They've, they've given up 172. The Cowboys have given up 243. That's a big. Like difference. I said, um, in fact, no one in the NFL is really even the next closest team are the Browns. Who? What did they? What was the score when they played the Cowboys? They, they beat them pretty handily, right? Yeah, but like I said, the defense is atrocious, just like the rest of uh, the. You've been outscored by sixty-seven points. 
Yeah, we don't. In terms have a, of yards allowed, they are historically bad right now. Now, this is my question historically to you: Historically bad. If we had Dak Prescott, would that that uh, differential of those numbers be a little bit different? Oh, you I mean, you did have different? him. How many yards were you giving up when you had him? Well, you say points. We're speaking on the points right now. You say how many points? points how many points do you think? It might be more because then teams are having to just throw it and play more because they know, God, this guy might come back and actually do something. Oh, okay. I mean, you know that actually is a valid point. No, I know you're trying to help up for the, the Dude, troll of the valid point, but it's not a valid whenever point. Whenever no. you're losing no. by, whenever you're losing by 28, mm. but it's Andy Dalton, you're like this. This guy's not coming back. No, listen. You're up by two touchdowns, and it's and it's you're not going conservative against Dak Prescott because no, I mean, he. Yeah, I don't. I don't agree with that point. Uh, like I'll, I'll say, the Cowboys could have been on the track just like the Seattle Seahawks. With their atrocious defense, they got three wins against the NFC East. Uh, all the teams in the in the West have uh, three wins against NFC East teams. So a lot of teams in the West don't have statement wins. Um, you hear yourself. Uh, this the truth. You hear yourself. This is the truth. This is the truth. Who have the Rams beaten? Who have the Seahawks beaten? Other than the uh, they didn't yeah, they, they didn't won, even beat the Cardinals. Won, won five games. Can you name the five games? Three against NFC East teams? If the NFC East is so bad. They beat the Bears pretty good. Bears Who have the, the Bears Bucks? beaten? The Buccaneers. <laughs> okay. Why is, that, why is that funny? I you mean, know, so now the Bucs aren't good? Uh, I mean, when you want, were the Bucs good when they beat the Saints? Because everybody was saying the Bucs was terrible. You don't think the Bucs are good? Uh, I'm asking a question. When when they played the Saints, was the Bucs good? Week one, we didn't know anything about the Bucs. All right, then. Well, week five, we know the Bears aren't the aren't a five and one Bears team. You that just you laughed were. when you asked who have they beaten, and I said the Bucks. And see, you the Bucks aren't good. Yeah, when they played them, the Bucks weren't good. Just so like the how Bucks you said. weren't good two weeks ago, but now they're good. Yeah. No, no, come on, man. You are yeah. moving the goalposts. You moving the goalposts. How am I moving the goalposts? Because I'm giving I said, you facts and, and stats. I, and I said when they played them, no, the Bucks weren't a good team. So the Bucks weren't. So they're good. So you think they're good now? Yeah, I think they've gotten all the engine rolling, just like how y'all want to say Drew Brees is on a. It took time for him to develop his. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, same thing for Tom Brady. Wait, the Bucks. Why, why, why are you bringing up the Saints? What do they have to do with this? Uh, you you're the one saying that the. You're the one saying them. that the Bucks weren't good two weeks ago, but yeah. now they're good. Yes, they've they've gotten yeah. on a roll. Right. The consistency is I, there. I'll ask who a team beat. I'll give it to you, and then when you give it to me, I'll say, "Well, yeah, they weren't good then." That's yes. what you're doing. Yes, that's what you're doing. Yes, your Cowboys are awful, Norm. Mm. They're horrible. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and you're defending Mike McCarthy. No, uh, we we're talking about the Seahawks. I'll give this to the Cowboys. If you're going to be bad, be 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 funny about it. Like the Cowboys are at least being funny about it. When Mike Nolan is is having a presser and he rubs his eye after he just ate Tabasco, that you might as well have a circus. You might as well be funny about it. And that was funny. So I'll give it to the Cowboys. Entertainment value, it's still there, but they're an atrocious football team. Now, when we make the playoffs and we have the same amount of play, <laughs> and we have the same wait, amount wait, of play, wait, 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 say that again. When you what? Now, when we make the playoffs <laughs> and we have the same amount of oh a playoff God. wins and appearances oh, as the Saints. Me. Oh, see now there it goes. He just somehow just dives into something about the Saints because he can't handle the heat about the Cowboys being horrendous. It's not. It's not in the heat. The NFC East is th- this year. They're they're absolutely going to set the record for worst team with the worst record in the playoffs. And yes, be, there is an extra team in the playoffs, but it wouldn't have mattered. They would have done it anyway because you have to send a division winner. Yeah, I mean, I'm sorry we lost our quarterback. I'm, I'm terrified. Sorry, you sorry. Prescott, I hope I hope I hope you get healthy, bro. Yeah, prayers up. They were winning all those games when he was in there too. Yeah.
Yeah. Yeah, just like the Seahawks. Yeah. Beating, beating, the, <laughs> beating the, the Falcons, who, of course, you know, love to blow big leads. Who, like else did, who else did they beat with Dak this year? The Giants? Mm-hmm. Barely? Oh, well, that was with Andy Dalton. When did Dak get hurt in that game? He got hurt in the second quarter. So if, he, third quarter. if, if they had won, he would have gotten no credit for that win? I, I, just like I said, Russell Wilson is going to run the MVP with that atrocious defense. Dak Prescott was leading no, the league in yards. You didn't answer the question. I did. No, you didn't. Yes, I did. If they had won that game, if they had lost that game, it would have been, well, Dak got hurt. But they won, and he got some credit in his final well, Dak, game. Dak, I feel, Dak I feel hurt. for Dak. I that guy hurt. Dick. It's okay. Is, is this if Russell best? Wilson goes down, we're going to see. We'll see that Seattle team. We'll be talking about the Seahawks defense being giving up a million points and this, that, and the third. Because I don't know who's Russell Wilson's backup, but if he had to run that team, that Seahawks team will look a lot like this Dallas Cowboys team. If Drew, well, nah, y'all got Russell Wilson, but I mean, um, Jameis Winston. But if. Um, if Tom Brady was to get hurt with the Bucks, well, they have a better defense, but that that team would look a lot different and give up a lot more points without Tom Brady. So it's okay. My quarterback went down. It's, it's all right. It's all right. Yeah, I know. You gave, up, you gave up. You gave up forty to the Falcons. Bro. My quarterback. You gave up forty to the Falcons. You gave up forty nine to Cleveland. My quarterback. Cleveland. Thirty eight to Seattle. Who you're ripping? Right? Didn't you lose to Seattle? Who was the Cowboys quarterback in that game? My quarterback. Dak Prescott. Yeah. Keep standing on that hill, Norm. My no quarterback. Point, you just got to acknowledge that you hired Mike McCarthy and it was a terrible idea. My quarterback. You know, <laughs> a coach, a coach is, shows his true colors when a team is facing adversity. Would you agree with that? Yeah. Okay. That's all. That's all I'll say. That's when you know how good or bad a coach is. How does a team handle it? Well, I mean, Dak's Dak's not Dak's not there, so I mean, I I don't know how much, you know, it's gonna be okay. I just want to see, you know, I want to hear. It's gonna be an interesting next year for sports once Drew Brees leaves. I just want to hear a lot of narratives. I've you know I've collected a lot of flack. I've collected a lot of talk about the QB and all this, that, and the third. You spend a lot of time worrying about the Saints, man. Just want to see because I'm in this this market. Don't you worry about your own meat. I was like two hours I ten west. I know, Margaret. You grew up. Your family are Saints fans. Not everyone. Um, sorry. Is your grandmother a hardcore Saints fan? Yeah, my grandmother. But you said my family. Oh, I'm sorry. I shouldn't speak for your whole family. You no. have other Cowboys fans in your family? Yeah. Who? On my father's side, my uncles. They live in New Orleans. Mm-hmm. Why would they be Cowboy fans? Because nobody was Saints fans in the '90s. That's not true. <laughs> That's not true. <laughs> You didn't openly get on, like, oh, yeah, yeah, bro, I'm going to the Saints game. <laughs> I was at the games. Yeah, because you had your custom trash bag. Watched them beating the Cowboys, too. I remember those games as well. In 92? 92? They didn't play in 92. Yeah, was, were you born saying. in 92? Yes, I was born in 92. How old were you, Norm? I was born. How old were you? <laughs> See this? Look at this. <laughs> I was birth. <laughs> you know, the Cowboys hasn't been this bad since 89. I mean, we obviously won four games when Tony Romo broke his collarbone, but other other than that, haven't been this bad since In 89, 89. they were coming off a one-win season. It was, I think it's coming off a two-win season. No, they won one game in 88, per Michael Irvin. That's what he said. I think he's wrong. No, they went, I'm sorry, in 89, they won. One game. And in 88, I think they won three. Yeah, that's, that's what I it. Say, yeah. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> yep, there it is. That was the bad days. 
But so, and, won and, three and, Super and, Bowls. Yeah, yeah. But, <laughs> exactly. but, but when they in '89, it was like no one. They weren't going into the season as like we're going to win the Super Bowl this year. No, we had traded uh, like I think the year before we traded Herschel Walker. I mean, but like my point is the expectations were not. Oh yeah, the Cowboys they're going to be one of the best in the league this year. I mean, they, this year, many of us. I mean, I thought the Cowboys were going to be good. They're horrible. Well, but, I, but my biggest worry was, of course, the head coach. That, that, that wasn't and, and, and Norm just continues. Norm thinks they hired a good coach with this guy. So much, Aditi. You know, this week Mike McCarthy was saying there's research that shows that once a team gets to four division wins, <laughs> it's likelier to win the division. How about you, Cowboys? Yeah! Oh, man. The truest statement I heard today. I've been talking to you for about an hour. I hear <laughs> that's the most factual yeah. statement I've heard all day. And guess what? We got a, we got Eagles coming up. Don't let us beat the Eagles. Eagles fans are gonna have to hear from you. The winner of the NFC East. I hope it comes down to a coin flip because all the tiebreakers are set, and the the winner of the coin flip wins the division, and the loser ends up having like the the fourth overall pick in the NFL draft. It wouldn't be the fourth. Oh boy, the NFC East is really, really NFC bad. East is you. You have um, Jets, you have Patriots, you have um, the Dolphins. The Dolphins got two wins, three, three. Yeah, now nah, see, they still they they still above. They'll still be over top oh, they, ten they, pick. They, they, come on, the Dolphins be leading the NFC East right now by a game and a half if they were in that. Awful division. Yeah, they'll be the out the ten pick. I'm trying to say who will be in top. Are you five. are you suggesting that the NFC East Falcons? Is not, we could keep getting the Falcons. Is not far and away the worst division in football. Far and away. Every team in that division has been outscored. The team with the best. Who do you think the team with the best point differential in the NFC East is? The Eagles. The Washington Football Team. <laughs> I mean, they haven't. They haven't who no, have they played? You know what helped is when they they held the team to three points last week. They are minus thirty two. The worst in the division is minus sixty seven. That'd be the Cowboys. Yeah, there's only one team in the league with a worse point differential than the Cowboys, and that's the Jets. That's it. So, and all those have the, all their starting quarterbacks out there. Uh, the Jets have not. No. Okay. Just making sure. Yeah. That was just a question. You can you can keep going down the route. No, I was just asking a question. You still didn't answer it. Is the NFC East the worst division? Yeah, I, I mean, far I mean, and away, far and away. If you look at the statistical numbers, <laughs> <laughs> that's how you should start prefacing everything. But you look at the statistical but if you watch numbers, the tape, you put on the tapes. But if you win four games in your division, the, the black likelihood and white of you winning the division the is X greater. and O's. That's my analytics. Pro football focus subscription money well paid. Mike. You know, if you put that in the calculator. <laughs> you add that up, and the sum you're going to get is yes. <laughs> so, who's more laughable right now, the Falcons or the Cowboys? Well, see, it's America's team, so you have. Um, I la- for for the record, I laugh a lot more at the Falcons, but I'm but I'm biased. No, no, you're biased against the Cowboys too. No, I'm not. Yeah, you are. I'm not biased at yes, all. Yes, every Thursday morning. You're no, biased to the Cowboys. No, no. You are, and that's why. And I'm just trying to bring you back down to earth. No, you are. You are biased against the Cowboys. I'm objective. No. Yes, 100. percent And I then, think everyone listening would agree with that. No. Then. No. no. <laughs> Statistically speaking. Statistically speaking. Perhaps, but no. 
allegedly, <laughs> we if we take all the collection of the facts gathered. No, yeah. <laughs> Atlanta is the more laughable team. But right now, listen, Scott. Please allow us Cowboys fans our privacy during this difficult time. <laughs> no, not you. Now, I actually do have a few friends like you. They, they're good people. They're just a little misguided that are Cowboy fans. And I kid you not, I do not. Because they don't openly, constantly. Listen. Like, they, no, they don't, they don't openly, constantly just take digs and put themselves out there like you do. I mean, you dicks. you openly troll on social media, so like you say, look, I dish it. So that's different. My friends that are <laughs> Cowboys fans that like legit, I know, like are emotionally down. I don't sit there and text them stuff like you do. I legit call them and like they complain, they gripe, and I'm like, look, man, you know, it's gonna be just, okay. You got to get through this year. <laughs> and 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 none of them were too excited when they hired Mike McCarthy. I'll just say that. Now listen, now the like okay with the. I'm going to ask you this question that I asked Twitter, and I got a lot of Saints fans that attacked me for it. Because like you said, I, I, I've i said something that I thought was true, and it, it really is true. Do the Saints give up at least one deep bomb touchdown a game? Absolutely. Then, I, then why, how am I trolling when I make that statement? So, so how many <laughs> tweets have you had in your life? How many tweets on your current account? Have you had? Oh, that's a lot. Right, uh, right. Um, let's see. Over 35,000? Okay. I would say in your life it's probably over 200,000. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So one out of 200,000 you just <laughs> throw out there as evidence? But everybody got upset. It was like, like Norman, the Cowboys that's, that's, game is on. That's Mike McCarthy right there. Like, hey, let me throw out this one. It's going to it's gonna make me sound good, but let's ignore the other stuff. Hey, I threw that out there. I also threw out, you know, the Saints haven't given up a Russian, a hundred like, yard Russian. I know your game family. lines. I know how it works with the Saints. A lot of other people don't. They bite that hook constantly. I'm just, I've, if the Cowboys are good right now, I'd be tipping my cap. No, absolutely. No. I'm, we gonna have to find that episode. We can't. Did, I, did talk. I not? Did I not say I thought the Cowboys were gonna win the, their division this year and, and play for the NFC Championship? I mean, I was wrong. I was Did I not to, say that? Did uh, I not say so? You're but suggesting, you, but you didn't bet that Dak Prescott would break his ankle either, bro. He didn't have to break his ankle after I saw a few games this season. No, no, no. We still could have. So no. without Dak Prescott breaking his ankle, do you defense. think? Do you think we? Do you see the rest of the division? We I couldn't think, have ripped I do off? not think that you could have gone to the NFC Championship. Game. But Absolutely but we could have won the playoff game. I don't know, bro. Who would you probably be playing in the playoffs? Honestly, no, I don't. Like. I won't say never because we've seen we beat the we beat the Seahawks seen, in the playoffs. We've seen that was that was that, that was, was a not, year ago. Yeah, that was not right now. No, but I'm just saying you can't you can't say I can't, you cannot I cannot disprove something that will never happen. That's what you're trying like to say. Like the Saints winning the Super Bowl this year. Well, I mean, if well, my not Michael Thomas, he's Whoa. been hurt, Norm. Woo! Hey, nah, hey, nah, he, nah, no, nah. No, no. Michael Thomas was that week one. Mike Thomas was that week one. Week one. What about after that? Dude, I don't know. What about after that? I don't what know. about right now? The facts haven't been gathered. You can't disprove a hypothetical. <laughs> well, if he had been healthy all year, they'd be undefeated, and they'd be they'd be in the one seat, and they'd win the Super Bowl. If the, you're going to do it with the, Dak, I'll just do it with Mike Thomas. The stats haven't been. One of those two have been an offensive player Accurately of the year. measured. <laughs> all I do is toss back the stuff you toss out there. That's oh, I, all I do. Oh, I know. <laughs> <laughs>
Football's fun, man. Football's fun. Oh man, this is this is this is a bad week. And then it's like <laughs> we the Cowboys play the Eagles, and it's like I'm messing Corey the owner KOK. So he falls in my DMs yesterday. It was like Norm. It's like was what y'all gonna do without Anthony Thomas? I'm like the same thing y'all been doing with Carson Wentz. He's like, you know, I can't even um, gloat about the wins right now, but we do have less losses than y'all. I'm like. You have the same amount. He like, but we got a tie. I'm like, bro, stop talking to me. Like, First what are we talking? What are First we talking? What are we what are arguing about? Arguing what about are you arguing about? Who took the ugliest girl? <laughs> My girl's not as ugly as yours, and I took her to prom. No, no. Like, bro, what are we arguing about? He's like, the durability of our team. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, Corey, stop. I'm not, I'm not messaging you back anymore right now. He's like, who can stay? Who can last the healthiest longest? I'm like, what up, bro? Seven games, right? Give me four games over seven games right now. That's how I'm looking at. Like, give me one Giants. Give me the. We gotta sweep the Giants. Give me a Giants win and another Eagles win, and I'm okay with four games this season. Give me, give me a Giants win and an Eagles win, and I'm okay with four games. But I'm you're not cool. gonna let. You're okay. <laughs> you're, listen to yourself. Like, I'm good with four and twelve. I'm good with that. Yeah, because I want. I don't want to go seven and nine and or or six and ten. And end up with like the 14th pick. Four and 12. It's rough out there in Big D, y'all. You know, I'm looking for two picks right now. Norm's holding on tight to that life. I need that offensive tackle out of Oregon. Because he's a stud. I need him. How about the old line? Just Andy Dalton, absolute cheap shot, and they're just standing there. They're backups. They don't know nothing. They're NFL football players. They're backups, Scott. They are NFL football players. They're backups. And they're going to stay that way. In fact, they they better stay that way. Another team is not going to sign them. They are not going to sign them because they are backups and they should not be starting in the NFL. They're not going to sign them because they just watch them sit there and do nothing. Uh, Because they're backups. What, what what is that? So if you're a backup, you don't defend your teammate. What no, kind of logic no, is that? This, these okay. If so you're a backup, you don't. defend How your close teammate. are you to a guy that you just got called up two weeks ago? He's your teammate. It, uh, how close He's are you teammate. to a guy that you just got He's called your teammate. up? Teammate. I'm not. I'm not on the team, Scott. They got I, this, some people. You're you, Scott. This you is can indefensible be. Right you know it's is is it's, it's a, your teammate. It's again. It's a problem within that. If you room. call me up right now to the Dolphins, right today. Put me through quarantine measure, and every player on the field just arrived. That every offensive player on the field on that play just arrived at the Cowboys that week. That's not no, true. No, that's I not didn't, true. no, I didn't say that was true. But I didn't. Uh, again, what I said that I said that they don't have a connection to Andy Dalton. One because they are they they don't train with him. They don't be around him. Everybody on your team isn't friends. I hope people. Don't understand. I hope people understand that. Like, of course, of course, they're not. Not every locker room is all friends, but they're still teammates. You stand yeah, up for but each other. Everybody and someone takes the cheap shot. Everybody don't ride the same. Everybody don't ride the same for the right for the, every player. This is this is a problem of a team that has They'll players. Ride. I'll tell you this: go to the media and say our coaches don't know what they're. I'll doing. use your team for example. It happens to Drew Brees. Everybody's going to ride. It happens to Taysom Hill. You're going to see some players players walk away. That's all I'm saying. No. Uh, that's what James Winston. They're gonna stand up and do something. Uh, I don't. To. And if they don't, I guarantee. I guarantee you, I would not sit here and make excuses for him. James, not a single one. James, not a, if a if a if your quarterback on any football team right in front of you has a blatant horrendous cheap shot, and you stand around and do absolutely nothing, not even attempt to get in the other guy's face or push him away, I would be ripping you, no matter what team you're on. I would not 
make an excuse. The this, backups. This is this it, it, they explain this is it explains itself. They're backups. I can't believe you would actually excuse. Them. I don't want. I don't want them on my team. No I way. I can't believe they, you'd actually excuse. They them. gotta go. Gotta Why? go. Why? Backups and they ain't got no fight in them. Obviously, you see. Okay, so now, so now you're actually going to criticize. They're backups. What do you expect from back? They're backups. They don't, don't get. They're backups. Robin, you uh, because you're a backup, you can't. You don't stand up for a teammate when he gets a cheap shot. They don't got that fight in them. Obviously, you're they don't suggesting got that, fight in that them. every backup is like that. I'm suggesting every backup O line might not be cut like that, and that's no. the reason why he ain't a starter. He's not cut like that, Scott. To everybody, suggest that every to, su- to suggest everybody that backups don't, got that don't fight. stand up for him. No, they don't have that fight, they, and they them, should be criticized them, for it. They, Those specific players for the Dallas Cowboys. I'm sorry. Those backup offensive line Dallas Cowboys. for the Dallas Cowboys are. They, they backups like I I ain't, I ain't expect much out of them no way. They're passive, they're weak. Get them out of there. Send them to the Saints. They, they gonna fight. They don't stand up for the t- Saints. Wouldn't sign those guys. Let me tell you. <laughs> Send them to the Saints. They wouldn't sign oh, those guys because because Nick Easton is guarantee you. Nick Easton wouldn't sit there and just let someone take a cheap shot on his quarterback, regardless of who the <laughs> he quarterback was. Because he taking the cheap shots <laughs> against the other team. Don't mess with your Nick quarterback, Easton, and just. You suggesting those guys aren't smart? Who? You suggesting they wouldn't stand up for their quarterback? Nick Easton? Yeah. No, I'm just saying. Like, the backup. Like, if you're a backup, and I told you. If it's Drew Brees, everybody's going to come and fight. It's Drew. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I get what, upset. What you're suggesting is because they're backups, you're excusing them not standing up for their quarterback who just had a horrendous cheap shot right in front of them. And that's, they stood there and did nothing. That's what you're doing. That's, that's what you're doing. That's not what I said. That's, that's what you're doing. That's not what I said. That's what you're doing. It's not, it's not, it's not what I said. Crazy Cajun football taking on Texas State on Halloween. Big favorites. They've been big favorites in games this year, though, where it went down to the wire. Is this going to be a close one? Are they going to run away with it? We'll talk a little Cajuns. We'll talk a little LSU. Get Norm's full, thorough breakdown of how he felt about the entire World Series. We might not have time for that last part. <laughs> Don't go anywhere. We're having fun. It's the great Scott Show, ESPN 1420.com. of the great Scott show, the great sports callers open think tank from the ESPN 1420 studio sponsored by roofing, Louisiana. I'm Scott Prather, Norman Locke, host of the morning lock-in Sunday mornings, 8 a.m. And uh, he is here for the next hour. If you missed last hour, well, you missed a lot. You missed it. You missed it. Catch it on Anchor. You missed it. That's right. Or Spotify mm-hmm. or other podcast platforms. You, you joined the wave. I mean, it just I just upload it and it goes on all those things. Yeah. Uh, it's beautiful. Once one of my friends showed me that, I was like, and it's free? Sign me oh, yeah. up. I used to use a different one that wasn't free. 
<laughs> and it would get on iTunes a little late in other places, but I was like, yeah, no, this one's free. I'm going to take this. I'm going to take this. I'm going to take I'm going to roll. I'm going to roll with it. Roll with the free. Free 99. That's right. That's right. Yes. <laughs> my favorite four-letter F word, man. Yes. That's not mine. F-R-double-E. <laughs> food. Food. See? See? I, I had dirty I thought, were, I thought you were going to say five because you're yeah. going to see some reference to it. You know, these championships, you aren't old enough to remember any of them, but. Sorry, I'm trying to move on. I got five of them, I'm Scott. To move on. Been a long time since '09. I got 09. five on it. Is that one of the best all-time songs? Loonies. Yeah, I, I, I'm gonna say for its genre. I mean, it's still yeah. it still, still holds yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. I think I think there's songs that come and go, but if you can hear is if a song is like 20 years, I think the the ultimate is like when you when you listen to a station. And I don't listen to music radio as much as i used to but if you hear us st- like like i'm gonna use rock since you don't know much about rock admittedly you I, don't you I, don't listen a ton i listen to alternative rock okay. too. i do funny. too i like, yeah, see, I like alternative a lot. I love it. so like if you so i could listen to an alternative rock station mm-hmm. right they could play a red hot chili pepper song and they're not my favorite but they're they're, they're an all-time great they could play a red hot chili pepper song from like when i was in college on a current on uh, the station's playing current and you don't even like Think twice about it. Right, you just kind right. of turn it up, and you're like, bow, 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 you know, you kind of start dancing in your car. That whenever you have a song that's timeless, where you can get away with playing it on a current station, and no one's going to be like, "What is this?" But they're just. I think that's when you've got, like, I don't want to say the greatest song ever, but an all-time great song because you've you've just it's timeless. It's not going to be. See your your timeless of rock songs different from me. It's like. Maroon Five, <laughs> that's that's like that's that's more that's more pop though. Maroon Five. Oh yeah. Okay. What about? Um, I mean, Fall their early Boy. their early stuff was rock. Oh, no, that's the, like, what I like. Like two thousand two, two thousand three. Yeah. Like, I saw them. I saw them like at a concert. It was like a festival, and the, what's the dude's name? Who's like everywhere now? That's their lead um, singer, oh, Adam something. Yeah, there. Adam Levine. That's it. He was like they, this. They weren't big yet. He's just walking around and handing out these demos to everybody. And these girls out with us were like, "Oh, he's really cute." <laughs> and then like a few years later, he's like everywhere. I'm he's, like, look at this, dude. this man, Adam Adam Levine. You got uh, Lincoln Park. I went to a Lincoln Park concert. See, but the, right, so Lincoln Park's another one. Like I don't own a lot of their stuff, but like. It could it could come on. Oh, I know the, everything. It could co- <laughs> like one of their songs could come on a current alt. You couldn't play all those songs in a row because at some point you'd be like, oh, I guess this is like a you know two thousand station. Or yeah. Whatever. But if you just slipped it into current stuff and nobody's gonna like think twice about it, that's when you know like okay, you're that you, you got an alt. You, you you're all and then you might have like the the pe- the Chili Peppers and and Lincoln Park have a number of those. Mm-hmm. I don't know that. You you might know more than me. I don't know that Looney's has a number of old hits that you could just slip in on a no. hip hop station, nah, right? No. So it's just it's one, one. But hey, they got one, right? And then they flipped it to the uh, turn it into a scary song for that song's the, been sampled by like a hundred people. Yeah, they made it to a horror version for for um, that's amazing. The This Is Us movie that that movie that came out. Like this they slowed us. it down. Yeah, it's like um, a TV show. No, it's a it's a horror movie made by Jordan oh, Peele. I haven't seen it yet. Okay. Yeah, I I don't recommend it. It wasn't scary. Oh, okay. It wasn't. Yeah, I don't. Nah. Terry Crews is in it or something. I think I heard about it. Yeah, it was It was. I heard it was weird, but I didn't. It was really weird. Didn't stuff. like the ending. Like, why does everybody have on jumpsuits? It was not scary to me. Everybody's like, it was so revolutionary, and it's like, bro, this is horrible. Like, this is, <laughs> 
right. This is she's, all right. All right. I won't waste my time. Don't waste your time. Won't waste my time. That movie in like I was telling Laura the scariest movie I saw and I remember is they made us watch The Exorcism. The Exorcist, no, The Exorcist, the original, like the seventies. No, version. it's the scariest movie of all time. Yeah, and they made us watch it in class. What the hell is wrong with them? Man, I was still scared. I'm, you know, like I'm sitting here with all. all it's all men and all boys. No, dude, I'm terrified. I'm like, bro, why, bro, Saint Og, what are you doing? No, <laughs> I'm terrified. No, dude, they, they've tried to like, you know, studio films, studio companies have tried to like profit off of that for like. 30, 40 years with, oh, we're going to do an exorcism of something or this or that. <laughs> but it's like, that's 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 not real. No. Like, you're just trying to do, like, movie scare. Jump scares. William Freakin, who made that movie, and the research he did and what he put into it, it was like, that's real. Like, that's, that's what died makes filming it, the movie. That's what makes it. Oh, dude, you hear the stories about it? It's like, no, no, just stop talking about it. Now you start playing the music. It's like, da na 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 And it's like, oh, my gosh. No. It, 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 Only no. movie that brings fear to me. That and... That, that. No, it's the scariest movie of all time. <laughs> like, that's there's like, no number two. It's no number two. It's, it's like, but, well, there's no close number two. It's like, there is, whatever it is, it's not It's not close. No. I can't believe they made, they made us watch, watch it. Why? I, I don't remember. I remember. Did you have to do like a like a project on it, or I they just wanted the, to mess I think with you, you guys? Uh, it was a part of like a gothic literature um, thing and it's like you meet us read like one book that was gothic literature like Frankenstein or something you like, like that walk out with like a crucifix in your hand for like a week man I was walking and it's like 10 30 in the morning and I'm like that's what I'm saying it's like we in like second block and it's like I'm in English class and we watching this and it's just like I'm terrified for the day. rest of the day I'm just thinking like what could happen dude like, I watched it like I don't know I mean it's okay I mean Halloween's in two days so we're, we're yes it's not sports <laughs> but we're okay to talk about it I watched it. I don't think I wasn't even in high school yet, man. And like, I like, I like, like got like a crucifix in my <laughs> like drawer or something. And I kept it in my pocket. And I wore it to, sh- I like wore it to school. I carried it everywhere. And everyone's like, Scott, what's like, what's sticking out of your, what's that sharp thing? I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, oh, it's it's crucifix. Like, oh, cool, you're praying a lot. I'm like, yes, yes. They you didn't know, ask why, but you never know what happens, dude, fellas. It's just like, I was just, dude. <laughs> Let me tell you something. Twelve year old Scott Prather was terrified, and I watched I, I watched a lot of movies, probably more than I should have when I was younger, or you know, R rated movies. But it was like even even at like eleven or twelve, like I could handle it. Like it's just a movie, like whatever. Like it's every movie, but that movie. It's just a movie. You, you know, you watch Point Break. It's like oh yeah, it's R, but it's just you know, it's Patrick Swayze, Keanu Reeves, surfing, skydiving, cursing, bank robbers. Hi, it's just a movie. Like whoop de doo. I watched that and I was like. No, I had no watch. Second thing. in my personal list of of terrified and, and like struck fear of my heart was Candyman. My parents and my family like they the made yeah. they made me fear Candyman going in the mirror. I was uh, I was scared to use the bathroom Candyman, at night. Candyman, Candyman, Candyman. Man, Scott, dude, one of my older sisters, she was she was in this like, um, what do they call it? I think it was CY Christian used something CYO. It was like after. Church on Sunday evenings, some of the high school kids would yeah, go do an activity. To, yeah, yeah. And I was, I was, she was like, this is my older sister, she's a bit older than me. So she like came home and she was like, kind of visibly shaking. She's like, oh, how was the night out with, you know, the, the Christian youth group? She's like, 
Well, we went to see Candyman, and uh, and I'm 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 not feeling good about I'm it right now. At all. And like she kind of like was like, all right, and then like she said it was scary, and she moved on. We found out that her boyfriend's sister that night went home and was like, cry like crying, and yes. her parents were trying to like calm Norman. her down, and her dad was like. Trisha, like, it's oh, calm down. Like, watch. And he, like, went to a mirror. Don't do and it. He started Don't. saying it. And she screamed at the top of her lungs. She's like, no. She's like, she's like, baby, it's not real. Like, it's just the movie. And it, he was trying to help her and it made her. She had so much anxiety. She's like, she didn't sleep for like a week. I was like, man, I, I don't, I don't. I don't know. Yeah. I think I think I had one of those traumatic experiences with Candyman because, like I said, that was that. Don't you do it, Scott? You said it too many times. Candy too man, close. Candy don't man, don't, don't you do it? Now, don't you do it? Is it still? If you saw it today, do you think you would you would be like, okay, it's not as scary? Yeah, it's not. No, it was horrible. Right. It was like it would just bring you back. <laughs> right. It was. It was. A, it was. It, we were talking about with music. It was like a moment in time. Like when it came out, it was like it scared the hell out of everybody. But now, over time, if you go back and look at it, you know, 90s effects, you're like, okay, it's it's, yeah. it, it's got the, like, little frights and chills and jump out at you. And it's, it's but. But when you go back and watch. The Exorcist. It's, no, I feel like they, I, I feel like it's a, like they filmed it yesterday. They just put the special effects on the, on the filters. It just, it, 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 no, you, 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 you could watch that in 200 years and you're going to be. Mm-hmm. Can you sign me up, especially in twenty? Give me know. a new pair of shorts, guys. All right. And you know what else I was scared of, and had to rewatch when I got older: Vampire in Brooklyn. <laughs> <laughs> I was scared. I was, but once I rewatched that, and I when it came out on video, and I was not scared. But I was you're scared. younger than me. I was scared. I was scared. That was the that was the first time that I was actually scared for Eddie Murphy's career. I was like. Man, you're like Eddie Murphy. Like you're, you're Eddie Murphy. You're eh, eh. It's like <laughs> you're, you're like the like you're at the A plus lister. Everyone knows. Like what? I was just like, you know, he had done some stuff that wasn't comedies before, like Boomerang and stuff. But when Vampire Brooklyn was like, this is this is this is a terrible. It was movie. a terrible. But I was so terrible. I was like, but when you're when you're young, like he's black with the red eyes <laughs> and the and the and the and the, the teeth. I was like, bro, what is this? I think, but I think part of like if it hadn't have been Eddie Murphy, if it had been like someone you didn't know, like would it have been as scary? No, it was like that's that. That's, that's just Eddie Murphy. <laughs> that's so, so this like, is scary like, for like a young kid. I'm like this it's could like, really happen to me, mom. Like, like I'm starting to believe. That's part of it. You see something. You see a scary movie when you're a kid, and it's like it can be. Terrifying, and it could be anything. And then when you get older, you're like, "Oh, it's, that's that's pretty stupid." Yeah, I was like, like, like Silas of the Lambs. I was like, "This what people was terrified of?" Because like, I, was, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, like "What? What is this?" I'm like, "This is this is not scary." And then liver. Children in the Corn. I'm like, "That's not." Yeah, this that is was not another scary. one that people were. I'm like, that this was is not one scary. That really scared people back in the day. Yeah, and I watched. I watched it like last week, and They've I'm also like, had like. Thousands of horror movies come out in the last twenty five years. That like, I'm telling you, man, back when you were young, like in the nineties, if a, if a horror movie came out and like it got some buzz, the ever, Blair Rich Project. Oh yeah. Now you see it now. You're like, this is this absurd. <laughs> I'm telling you, dude. In the moment, the marketing campaign for that was perfect. It was like early stages of of um, internet, the internet, yeah. and so like people really thought people they were legit dead. Yeah. Were like, that was all real. And when you look back at it, you're like, that's abs- like, why would anyone think that? But people were really coming out of that movie like that it, it, it happened. Anyway, 
We got here all because, yeah. Um, <laughs> ESPN 1420. It's Halloween. It's Halloween. Cajuns play. Cajuns play. Cajuns Jay, play. Jay, Jay doesn't, he doesn't agree with this. He doesn't think Vampire in Brooklyn was a terrible movie. It was very dead. <laughs> Go watch it tonight. I haven't watched it. I haven't watched this since I was like, you know, a teenager, but I remember not not liking it. He was he was sharp in that suit, though. <laughs> That's the one I was like, man. Um Troy emails. He said, um, heard you guys mention Tua earlier. Uh, what do you guys think about Tua? Tua getting the start this week. Uh, in the words of Rick Ross, Tua Tugger for Loa. QB number one. He said his name so horrible. Tua Tagovailoa, QB number one, Alabama. Now I I don't know what we. I guess we are going to see what to expect. I really don't know. I know Ryan Fitzpatrick was out there doing magic, but you know Tua's going to have the same tools. It's not like he's going to have anything better. And and and, and you're debuting him against. The Rams, a lethal defense against Aaron Donald, who's like three times the size. Who he eats offensive linemen for breakfast and spit out. I think I think he's gonna be okay here because you don't have a ton of pro film on him. It's very different from college. It's a different offense. He's had the bye week. He was in the building the week before. Like, I don't think he's gonna be great, but he's gonna be fine. I'm more interested to see what Tua does, you know, later in the season against the Chiefs and even the Patriots who aren't good, or the Raiders or the Bills or some teams that uh, even Denver's defense, because Denver's offense is awful, but their defense is good. Like, once he's a few weeks into it, that's when I'm more interested in seeing Tua. But I think he'll do okay. Did I think you, he's gonna I think he's gonna do okay Sunday um against a good defense. I, I I think again, I know Dolphins fans, when you haven't won a playoff game since geez, since the nineties. Uh no, I'm sorry, it was the two thousand season. That was the last time they won a playoff game. I I get it that you feel like, man, with seven teams this year, we got a shot. And we got a shot to – and they've been to some playoff games, a few, in, in the last 20 years, but they haven't won any since Lamar Smith rushed for like over 200 yards in a game in 2000. If you get <clears throat> into the playoffs, that's cool, but I feel like this year it's just line up. This is more about the future, and it's like, look, we've got enough of a playbook on Ryan Fitzpatrick to know he can go to Fitz. Magic to fits tragic like that, regardless of what he says. I mean, he is not the long-term answer. And even if he got you into the playoffs this year, you're not winning a title with Ryan Fitzpatrick, right? It'd be cool to be in the – it's it's about all of the draft assets you have, all the young players you have, and more than anything, your quarterback and how far he can take you. So if, if Tua gets him to the playoffs this year, that's cool. If not, and he finishes at around 500 – you are much better off in 2021 than you would be if you don't make this change right now. I think this is more about the future and getting two of those reps and getting them ready and better prepared. Uh, and I'm not suggesting they're not going to try to make the playoffs, Norm. I'm just saying oh, not trying. If, if, that's your, if that's your hope, think more big picture with the Dolphins because I do think Miami has a very bright future. The biggest if is Tua. If he turns out to be who they think he can be, based on everything else they have going for him, this is going to be a good team in a couple of years. Did you see CC Sabat Sabathia? That's how you pronounce his name. Did you see his statements? No. Okay. Can you 
Is he a Dolphins fan? I don't know what fan he is by this statement. I think he's so, a, 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 so a Rams. Maybe you can break this down for me. He said, and I quote, <clears throat> I think Tua ends up being the Phillip Rivers to Ben Roethlisberger and Eli of Joe Burrow and Justin Hibbert. And Justin Herbert? What What does that even mean? Well, yeah, he. I don't know what he means. Oh, okay, okay. All right, give it to me again. I think Tua ends up being the Phillip Rivers to Ben Roethlisberger and Eli of Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert. I think what he's suggesting. <laughs> Who? I think I think what he's suggesting is the other two guys won Super Bowls are going to win Super Bowls, and two is going to have a really solid career. But in terms of a draft where you have three good quarterbacks that have long careers, that's maybe that's not what he means, but that's the only way I can take it. But wouldn't you say Phillip had a better career than Eli other than the rings? Mm-hmm. So I, is he tra- Even though you trash Phillip a lot, his yeah. whole career, yes. Now, who is the Joe Burrow? I mean, who is who is who is Eli of these three? And that's that's why I'm I'm trying to put it all together. It's like, okay. If Philip Rivers who's good, is who, Tua, I who's say, Eli Manny? Is he calling Joe Burrow Eli Manny? Because now I'm upset. Well, who's going to be like lifetime, like 500, but win two rings? Joe, Joey? I don't know. Her, I think I, – I know it's like, okay, Ben and, and Justin got the size comparison. I, I can only think that he's going to give them two the, the, the comparables, but it's like, CeCe, what are you talking about? Like I, 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 I'm trying to read this and I'm confused at, at one how, it's, how you said it and then two what do you even mean by this? Stick to baseball. <laughs> He'll be so you think that that he's gonna be good? It's like let me pick three quarterbacks. Who and- is Eli Manny? That's what we. That's that's the that's what starts this. Who are you comparing? How is he Philip Rivers? Who's Eli Manny? I guess it's Herbert. I mean, you're on the Chargers. Could you go like 500 lifetime just playing with him? He's kind of quiet. He's kind of just Eli's. You know, but he is six like seven and and a, yeah, and a mountain to tackle, and he he gets moving. He looks like Big Ben on you know like he I'll, has been better than expected with all of these guys though. It's you know, like, I talked I, to him I, at the Senior Bowl, and I was like I said, you were, you, you you didn't I think was, he was I, gonna be doing I, this. I, again. I didn't not not from what I saw I, I, with a lot of these guys though. I it's not just about the rookie year. Like we let teams get more film on them. They adjust to everything. Let's see how they adjust to their a lot of these guys, they come into the league and their bodies like, Oh, I can recover from this. This is cool. And then as you know, year two, year three, you're like, Oh my God, I just feel like I got run over by a truck. Like <laughs> like it all it it's it's not how you start, it's how you evolve in the NFL at quarterback. And um I would say Burrow and Herbert have have certainly looked really good so far as rookies, but I want to see how they evolve. We'll see how Tua looks. 269-1077, 269-1077. Sorry. We'll open up phone lines, 269-1077. You can uh, give us a holler. You can tweet the show as well, at ESPN1420. I'm Scott Prather. That is Norman Locke, host of the Morning Lock-In. Welcome into the great Scott Show. Good morning. How are you? Uh, I have a question for Norm. Um, is the Cowboys game uh, this weekend uh, against the Eagles? Is it uh, pre-recorded? Like your show? 
Uh, it's pre-scripted. Yes, <laughs> it's, it's scripted. I wouldn't say pre-recorded. Well, but I don't scripted. think you got the joke. Um, the last two, last two of your shows, man, the the lock in, man, have been pre-recorded. Yeah, so is it going to be live this weekend? Yeah, it's going to be live. We live. I'm back in Lafayette. I know. Uh, I hate pre-recording the show just because I, I don't know. I feel like I can't get get off the engagement that I, I really be be needing from the fans when I make everybody upset about my cowboy takes. My Saints takes, you know, I'll be neat. That fills me, you know. It's like my sense of being like Dragon Ball Z. I'll be needing that. Oh, okay. So at the last two uh, Cowboys games, I don't know if it was, uh, you don't want to talk about it. You don't want the callers <laughs> coming at you. I, I just <laughs> He knew when he came in this morning, it was going to be brought up. It was going to be smoke. I already, I already know. I got people waiting on. Anyone that missed last hour, you're going to want to catch it on demand later today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know people have been waiting, waiting, and I, I will be live in the flesh Sunday morning waiting for all the smoke, all my Cowboy haters, all the LSU fans. I'm waiting. I'm there Sunday morning. Yeah, Scott, man, um, I, I, I didn't know that, man, that um, NCAA players, basketball players can't wear a number larger than 55. And they can't wear six, seven, eight, or nine either. Single-digit number, six, seven, nine. They eight, can't nine. wear six, seven, eight, or nine because you can't. Yeah, cover the fingers. Right, yeah. right. Um, yeah, 55, Matumbo wore that number. I can't even think of uh, anyone high. Well, of course, but I, I guess that was the highest number, uh, player I can. Uh, hold on, did Jay Williams wear 55? Uh, he did. Yeah, I think he did. No, or did yeah. he wear it in the pros? He might have worn it. Well, the Cajuns had uh, Justin... You know, a couple years ago, big big guy uh, who was from he Kentucky. Uh, he wore number 55 50? for oh, a couple yeah. years. He ended up transferring. He played last year at Detroit, University of Detroit, yeah. Yeah. All right, thank you all. Thank you. See you Sunday. ESPN1420 <laughs> and .com, hello. Hey, hello, welcome in. Hey, good. How are you? Go ahead. I'm good. So I got a question. First off on the Joe Burrow thing. I think he's comparing Burrow to Roethlisberger. I think Herbert is the uh, Eli Manning, but I'm not sure. I don't think it's a physical thing. I think it's who he thinks is going to win the most. Yeah. Uh, but but I don't know. Who knows what the man was thinking? CC Sabachi is not always there, you know. <laughs> no, we gotta we gotta just find out. Yeah, you know? it's like I'm. You know, I was reading the comments in the comment section. Like, okay, somebody in this comment section gonna break this down in the sports center. <laughs> Everybody's like, I, I got dyslexia. Try to understand this. It's like, I, I can't read this. See, in he is a big NFL fan, and I think he just wanted to flex. Like, hey, I, I know players. <laughs> you know what I mean? I know players. I follow the league closely, and this is this is my way of proving it, man. Without context. So, so, the, <laughs> so the Saints are playing the Bears this weekend, right? That is correct. Would you be? Is a would you be more concerned about the game? Or less concerned if Trubisky was quarterbacking instead of Foles. I would be less concerned. I'd be how I'd be super less. Like concerned. Foles, you just never know, man. You, you don't know what you yeah. if he big, listens to that Meek Mill, big Nick. You, I mean, he could just come out and you just don't know. Like with Trubisky, it's like okay, you, you know what you're getting. And if he gets the run game and the defense working, you know he's not. He, he, he could win some games, but. He is not going to be the reason you lose. Nick, Big Nick could very well be the biggest reason you lose if he just gets hot. 
he upsets Tom Brady so much that Tom Brady doesn't shake his hand. That's, that's a right. guy. That's a guy I don't want. That's, like, right. Like, that's right. That's a guy you, you know, don't want to quarterback. I would, be, I would be less concerned if if Trubisky was uh, was the quarterback. But look, it's going to be cold. You got daylight savings, so it's going to three twenty five kickoff. But it's going to feel oh, even okay. later. Yeah. It's going to be even colder. Um, you know, the Saints are probably going to be shorthanded again. Certainly a wide receiver. Um, no, I mean it's look. I, Saints fans are usually concerned every week, but even if Trubisky was a quarterback, you'd be concerned. But I, I'll say this, and I've said it, you know, last couple days. NBC really, really wants the Saints to win this game. Now they're not broadcasting this game because you know the Bucks are going to beat the Giants Monday night. Like right. that, you know, pencil that in. They want battle for first place. Brady versus Breeze. Antonio Brown's first game back. Probably Michael Thomas's first game back, and Tom Brady and Drew Brees are going back and right. forth with this they all-time have, touchdown <laughs> the record. Norm's right; yeah. they might be tied with that. They're not going to have enough graphics that they, they're going to have so many that they're going to be able to use them all. It's going to get to a point where it's actually annoying because they're going to put so much on the screen. But they really want these teams to be five and two and six and two, so they can just they can just do get out. And and I think it would it would probably be the highest rated game this year if. If they're both, oh no, Antonio Brown's coming back. That the, no matter what team he was going to play against, that was going to be a highly rated team. But now you match up the Drew Brees part two. You put you put the part two on this in prime time. In, oh yeah, no, nah. yeah. it's going to be big ratings no matter viewers. what. But yeah. they they want that battle for first place in there as well. Yeah, so Saints got to win, man. Right. They got to win for us, and they got to win for NBC. <laughs> All right, thanks guys. Appreciate it. ESPN fourteen twenty and that. Nah, that's 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 the game. That's when again I was trolling on the Saints fans, trolling on TL, and it was like Norm. That's not the story. The story needs to be a can Antonio Brown not destroy a locker room. I was like, if he does, it's going to happen after Week Nine. I'm like, if that, that, that happens, it's going to be post Week Nine. He's on his best behavior come this first week. Yeah, he he did Tom, excellent. It, it, it's Tom Brady's just basically running the Buccaneers now. Oh, one thousand percent. Bruce Arians in March was like, I would have absolutely no interest in Antonio Brown whatsoever. And, and Gronkowski comes back, and and they get AB. And now it's like, wait, okay, what cha- what changed, Bruce? Bruce is like, I think he's I think he's changed a lot. No, Tom basically <laughs> said, you go sign him right now. No, listen, we I'm, we got good ones always hurt. I don't know what we got in Evans every every week. I know what I'm going to get in this guy every week. And if if need be, we got Scotty Miller. On the field. We got Scotty Miller. <laughs> when it though, we got Scotty Miller. He could go for a buck anytime. I just got to feed it to him. That's my poor man, poor man Edelman. He could go for it. Double poor man. Po- double poor man. You the double poor man. You can't. You know, like okay, if you go, you get a po' boy at like um, at old time grocery. That's a po' boy. But if you want a po' man's po' boy, you gotta find a gas station on the north side and get that Scotty Miller. But the two be- times the best po' boys I found when I lived in New Orleans. I don't remember, but it was. I remember that it was a gas station in Mid City. I didn't even live in Mid City, but someone told me about it, and I drove to it, and I was like, "All right, they're right. This yeah. is." This is the first actual, because I was, you know, just used to the po' boys here. I mean, I people like, still, you know, people that are not used to New Orleans still are, are, are dumbfounded by, like, Brother's Chicken. It's like, they're like, so you get the chicken from the gas station, like, this is one of the best chicken chicken that, that you can find. And, yes, it's sold at a gas station. <laughs> it just happens. What did, Coach, what did Coach O say when he was at Old Miss? Oh, chicken on a stick in the gas, gas station out there, delicious. He, he said he would eat a chicken on a stick from the, I think it was the Exxon gas station, like almost every day. 
my friends who from Lake Charles, they just like they're like, yeah, Norm, you know, it seems like all New Orleans people just want to fry everything. It's like I'm like, but you know, I'm so, what's wrong with that? <laughs> you you recently traveled and you didn't follow your own advice. Is that right? Oh, I did. I did. You did not follow your own advice. I did not follow my own advice. All right, we're, we're going to have to get to the bottom of this. And, yes, we talk some Levi Lewis and Cajun football as well. Don't worry. We'll be right back. It's the great Scott Show, the great sports callers, open think tank. I'm Scott. That's Norm from the ESPN 1420 studio, sponsored by Roofing Louisiana. We're back in two minutes on ESPN 1420. ESPN 1420, ESPN1420.com, and the ESPN 1420 app. Welcome back in to the Great Scott Show. Weather forecast from the Storm Team 3 Weather Lab and Daniel Phillips today. Partly cloudy. Clearing up, though. Breezy, cool, or high of 65, low of 47. That'd be cool out there, especially tonight when the sun goes down. Um... That's Norman Locke, host of the Morning Lock-In, the Sunday mornings, 8 a.m. We're going to get to how he didn't follow his own advice when he was traveling recently in a little bit, but want to talk some college football for a moment. And uh, LSU coming off their best performance of the season um, defensively. They only gave up 24 points. They got a touchdown on special teams. They got a touchdown on defense. They got good play from a true freshman and quarterback. But they've scored 41 or more uh, points in every game this year. It's been the defense. If it continues, they got a shot at Auburn. Because, Norm, believe it or not, they are actually a three-point road favorite against an Auburn team that has been very Jekyll and Hyde. Um, And an Auburn team that uh, is, you know, allowing a lot of points per game as well. Um, and, And struggling offensively. Now, their defense hasn't been nearly as bad as LSU's. Uh, in the first four games, but is this is this a sign of things to come? Is LSU starting to get things on track, or do you feel like they're gonna fall back this week on the road? I feel like they're gonna fall back on a on a <clears throat> fall back this week. Um, it's a legit. Have they named who's gonna be the starting quarterback? No, but it it the the latest reports are that while Brennan's practicing, he's still dealing with an injury. So at this point, it's unlikely, but that could still change. Yeah. So right now, it's oh, excuse me. It's a legit, um, I wouldn't call it a quarterback battle, but I would say it's a controversy going on because on the internet, I'm going to just use that as a, as a basis, it's it's literally 50-50. Um, you have some LSU fans that are, are looking for Brendan to come back and they're using the basis. You don't you don't lose your starting spot due to injury, but as we know, that, that happens a lot. Two, you got some fans that's just, you know, like you say, 
Finley is special. He can be the future. He is something about him. He brings this tremendous energy to the team and the team rally behind him, which all can be true. But we don't know what it is. You know, like you, like we was talking about earlier, the offense was putting up 400 yards a, a game. Yeah. And they um, scored 34 against Mississippi State, let me correct myself. But so, 34, 41, and 40, 41, I mean, they're – with the I, special teams scoring a touchdown and I think and the, the defense, defense that helps. A but more than anything, like I, I think I don't think there's a, a controversy. I do think it makes it easier for Coach Show if Brennan's a little injured, knowing, okay, we got we got something real good here. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a story to keep an eye on. Now, if Brennan ever struggles, it's gonna be brought up. But it's one game for Finley. He looked good, but it, the offense hadn't been the problem. I mean, yeah, the defense, if, it's like the Cowboys. It's the defense is really bad. But you know, you know the the quarterback is going to get the praise if the win if they win and they're going to get sometimes they're going to get bailed out by the defense if they lose. But he got the praise, like you said. I mean, the offense. If he goes, if he goes to Auburn and they and, and he win and, and, and he plays great again, and then they play against Alabama, and Woo! then and then Brennan struggles because. It's Alabama. it's Alabama. Now it's like, okay, now everyone's going to be talking about it. But at no point was I like, okay, you've got to cut. If, now, if Brennan had played like garbage, then you see one game of Finley, you're like, all right, here we go. But um, that's why I, I, I'm, just, I'm putting it at a controversy one right game. now because if, if he wins against Auburn, I don't think Brennan's going to play again. If he wins at Auburn, he's not, and it could be it could be on the back of special teams wins gets another a hundred yard kickoff. I don't the agree. The defense with you. could get another another score, and the defense can be the the testament of them winning this game. But I don't think Miles comes back. I I, I don't think they pull him. Not again. I could be wrong again. But like you said, it could it could be My, Miles could get back all. in, and then he has one bad game against Alabama. Think, so you, th- you think you think if if they win against Auburn and Finley plays, you don't think Brennan started against Alabama? No. All right, yeah, I don't agree with that. And then on the flip side, I don't agree with that. On the flip side, Brennan Brennan could start for Alabama, and he doesn't play well because well, it's different. Alabama. That that, yeah, that, that might, he gets pulled. It's, that might happen, but it's. That would still technically be a quarterback controversy. And that's what I'm leading to. The end result of, of my predictions is leading to the flip-flopping of quarterbacks going on for the end of the season. It, it's not going to be one particular starter going forward for the rest of the LSU season. That's that. That's my statement. Okay. Quarterback controversy. Not yet. <laughs> not yet. I'm not ready to go there yet. Uh, I think they win at Auburn, and then I think two weeks later they – I do not think they are going to um, – don't think they're going to beat Alabama at home. I'll leave it at that. Cajuns heading to Texas State. They're a big favorite in this one. Texas State is 1-6. The Cajuns are a uh, a heavy favorite. The latest betting line has them at minus 16.5. Now, that's about, about what they were at when they went to Georgia State earlier this year, and it, you know, they, they had to win it in overtime. Now, Georgia State – you know, it turned out to be perhaps better than expected. That was early in the season. The Cajuns also were coming off a win at Iowa State, and so it was. It was the the line made sense. We've got a bigger body of work here. I mean, Texas State has struggled on defense this year. Um, they almost got a win at Boston College, which would have been big, and they beat ULM. But they, you know, it's ULM. They they just. Right. I mean, they, they lost by 20 at Troy, 10 at South Alabama. 
They lost to BYU, but they also haven't played at home yet. They're finally at home. The Cajuns are heading on the road. I don't think it's a matter of the Cajuns win. I think the question here is do they cover? Is this a game the Cajuns find? Is this the first comfortable game the Cajuns have this year? And you can say the Iowa State win was comfortable, but you'd be lying to yourself because it was a ranked team on the road. You were trying to do a thing that you hadn't done in school history before. And even when you were up 10 and the time's ticking off and you're about to score another touchdown, the long, long time hardcore Cajun fans are like, I was still kind of like, okay. Just let the clock strike zero. My point is, you haven't had a game this year where come the fourth quarter, you're like, all right, man, I'm going to kick my legs up, open up a coal, and I can relax. This is going to be a W. Is that Are they going to finally have that Saturday, or is this, again, going to be one of these games that is going to be close? I wouldn't say it's going to be. It's going to start off close because I think the Cajuns still have a problem with uh, stopping the run. Um, I think in each of the games – that the Cajuns have played, they have given up, I want to say, a 100-yard rusher. I, I know they've given up more than the total of 100 yards as a team, but I think they've had a 100-yard rusher in each game, maybe except one. And a lot of the runs look like it's right up the middle, so it's the interior that's the problem. Um, so that's that's the, 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 the one thing that I'm scared about with these Cajuns for this game and going forward, especially having to see App State later on in the year. Uh, so I think that the, that they will be able to gash us on a couple runs and score, but I still think that we 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 conventionally win by two touchdowns. So you don't think they covered? You think they won by fourteen? I, yeah, I think they won by fourteen. All right, there you go. I mean, in terms of the run, every team has rushed for uh, well over a hundred yards yeah. against them collectively, uh, which isn't too. I don't know. Um, a, a, Giving up a hundred yard rusher is, but like when it, I think coastal rush for maybe over two hundred yards. I mean, like there's there there's some work to be done there. But I think I think Texas State is, I think the Cajuns are covering. I do. I think this is a game the Cajuns are gonna, um, we're gonna come out of it saying that's as good as they looked all year. And part of it's gonna have to do with the opponent. Worth noting, you know who the second highest paid coach in the Sun Belt is Texas State's head coach. Need some of that money back, bro. You know who the <laughs> lowest paid coach in the Sun Belt and in all of college football is? In all of college? All of the lowest in well, I'm not including FBS, right, but right. FCS. D one FCS, the lowest paid coach in all of college football. ULM? It I'm is ULM. Jamie Chadwell at Coastal Carolina. Talk about getting banged for your buck. Ooh. They're undefeated and they're ranked twentieth in the country, and he is the lowest paid coach. In all of college football, he's going to get a payday. Three hundred twenty thousand isn't, isn't. He's going to get a payday. That's, that's a nice. That's a nice way to make a living. So I'm not going to sit here and say he's not. I'm only comparing it to the others. Nick Saban's the highest this year, nine point three mil. Now I think Dabo is set to be, but a lot of coaches had to take uh, pandemic reductions, and and Shadwell was one of them. Um, and so. Uh, once you factor all of that in there, I think I need to get a little gallery post on the website today of the 10 highest paid coaches in college football in 2020. Coach O's number two on there. Ooh. That's a lot. Might, might need some of that money back too after this season. Gary Patterson of TCU is number nine. There's a couple of surprises right, on there. Like, what? It, it, it's a private school, huh? Yeah. TCU's. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you got a lot of money. And he's been there for like over 20 years. Yeah. Just keep staying there. You stay somewhere. Lock them chicks. But, I mean, Mike Gunny's been at Oklahoma State forever, and he's – I don't know. I mean, he's maybe in the top 20 or 25, but he's not. 
Good for Gary. Hey, good for Gary's agent. Get the money when you can get it, man. Get the money when you can get it. ESPN1420.com. When we come back, Norman did not take his own advice, and I don't know why. What were you thinking? I was, I don't know. What are we talking about? Women always influence you. Find out next on ESPN 1420. Welcome back into the great Scott show, the great sports callers open think tank. Emmanuel Sanders, Saints wide receiver, went on his 17 weeks podcast and uh, was talking about testing positive for COVID-19 and his wife testing positives. Kids didn't test positive. Um, and he said that he sent his kids to uh, back to their house in Denver to quarantine with his mother-in-law and that he and his wife have just been quarantined. And he talked about, like, the feelings and, you know, some of the weird things and medical stuff going on. But what's interesting to note is that he said because he was not asymptomatic, the amount of time he has to st- sit out, he's going to have to miss – Two games. So you will not. And that's not a surprise. I think some people did the math and said, well, it might be possible that day. And I said, highly unlikely. So with Michael Thomas not practicing yesterday and Emmanuel Sanders not going to be able to play Sunday and Marquez Calloway, the UDFA, who led the team in receptions and yards last Sunday, missing practice yesterday with that ankle sprain, the Saints could be even more shorthanded at wide receiver this week in Chicago. So Drew better be working that magic because he had to play really good last week and they still only won by three. Um, Because the kicker wore a size 10 and not an 11. He would have tied it, right? He would have tied it, yeah. With two, you know, over two minutes left. But in your mind, they would have won. No, nah, no. Nah. That was, I know, I, I, I don't want to start trolling with each other. No, no, I, no. Drew Brees... Right now, <laughs> well, not even right now. Drew Brees with the ball with two minutes left is kind of like one of the most dangerous. That and like a rattlesnake is like one of the two most dangerous things. And the Saints have a really good kicker, on. man. If you have a good one, just just pay him. It's worth it. Yeah. Um, God, I was about to say something. I totally lost my train of thought. And it was sports-related, not what we're about to talk to, talk about. Uh, anyway, if it comes back to me, I'll, uh, I'll jump into it. But... Um, Oh, about my uh, decision. Yeah, we're, we're, we're going to get into that. There was there was a sports note I was going to get to. Anyway, I'll, hopefully it comes back to me. But a few weeks ago, we were talking about foods you don't order in other parts of the country. Saying, look, there's certain foods you don't, you just don't do it. You know, if you go to another city in another state and they're they're claiming that it's Cajun, unless the owner and chef are from Cajun country, owner and chef. Then, then it's not. It's just something with a lot of red pepper on it and nothing else that they'll call the Grigri Bourbon Street Special. <laughs> Bourbon sauce. Bourbon sauce. <laughs> well, there's just certain foods. You know, look, if you're, if you're uh, you know, somewhere where they do a lot of clam chowder, then give it a shot. Try it out. Hey, they, if you're in Maine and they're, they, they, they're some lobsters, they caught this this morning. Oh, let me, let, me hit, let me get in on that. Yes. If you're in parts of Texas and it's a famous barbecue joint, 
Go. You don't add brisket. Go. Now barbecue, it's that's maybe it's a little fishy because people all over barbecue. But but you catch my drift, and you agree with me. You just you don't do it, and yet you were in another state last week, and you you decided to do what? I decided to try ball seafood from the Carolinas, and. I'm going to say the fried shrimp. I had the fried shrimp. I had some um, snow crab clusters. I had the ball crab. They offered oysters. 100% turned that down. <laughs> and um, they had the, the p- potatoes and the corn. Now, of everything, it came in a brown paper bag. And what, what kind of spoiled seafood was it? Crabs and shrimp? It was crabs and shrimp. Crab, shrimp, potato, and a corn. So they, they, so even though you knew it was a bad idea, if only for women, a moment. Women, Scott. If I knew it was moment, a bad idea. If only for a moment. When you saw the brown paper bag, you're like, you never know. Was you there know. a part of you for a second that was like, this might work? Now, see, in New Orleans, you don't, you're not getting it in a brown paper bag. You're getting it in a clear plastic bag. Like so all the bag. juices is just. So I knew when I saw it inside the brown paper, I was like, ain't no juice in there. That's, that was my first immediate thought is, ain't no juice in there, Scott. Ain't no juice in there. You go you go get it from, from Cajuns in New Orleans, it's going to be in a, a clear bag, and all of it's just marinating. You mean like a Winn-Dixie grocery bag? Yes, but yeah. clear. Like, you know, like, like you put your umbrella in a yeah, bag. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like you. one of those, boom. So it's just like, you know, I don't see like the greases and the, all of the, the fat. I don't, see, I don't see it, you know, so coming bottom, together. bottom line is you ate it and it was not good. No, I, I definitely give it a four out of ten. I don't know. I don't. Uh, I say I wouldn't. Again, women. My my girlfriend. She you know push push push, and I was just like, I only want to try the fry. They can't mess up fried shrimp. You know, it's, it's the just, odds of messing it up are far. I mean, your margin for error is far greater. It's far excuse me smaller than boiling something. Yes, and they also had beard battered catfish. And I was like, okay, they we don't beer batter our catfish in New Orleans, but all right, let's see what it's about. And it's fried too, right? It's fried. So it's like that's what that's what I said. So it's like they had the beer battered French fries. Now those I recommend. Those is pretty good. Now, but again, uh, again, small margin. For small margin. That's, that's what I said. <laughs> but when I saw that blue crab with like a half a pound of obey on top of the shell. Like, what am I getting into? Like, if I lick this, I might go into a coma. I don't know what happened. So if you're in Carolina, they can talk about their seafood all they want. It's do not they comparable. Do they even talk about yes, it? Yes. A, it's, a, like, it's a big thing. And in, in Charlotte, there's like, you know, a mom and pop stand or, you know, some big famous stand that's always packed. And I'm just like, and y'all giving, y'all giving this out? Y'all selling? Y'all advertising here's our, this? Here's our cookbook. You open it up, it's one page, and it just explains how to Obey. boil. It just explains how to boil water, and that's it. <laughs> that's <Yeah>. it. <laughs> like, oh, you boil it, and then you put season on it. You don't boil it in seasoning. No, heaven forbid. No, <laughs> you you don't you don't you don't put uh, you don't uh, season your fish before you you fry it. Just put it in beer batter. Like no. <laughs> and I went out. Uh, to this, this is like it was um a bar and grill, right? And they let dogs be there, and I was upset about that. Well, it was, it was outdoors inside. Yeah, it was outside. They got, they got a few spots like that. But no, I'm I, I am. Well, I'm, you see, but that's 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 not uncommon. 
They got places like that in Lafayette. I don't want to eat there. Places like that in New Orleans. I would, they, it needs to be shown that the pets are can be here. I don't want to be eating and I hear the dog sneeze. Wait, they didn't even have a sign up? No, I didn't see a sign. May, they could have, but I didn't see a sign, Scott. So I'm eating, enjoying. I'm drinking a beer. I look over. It's like a Doverman sitting there like enjoying a, a steak or something like I was pissed. Yeah, sounds like a you problem there. No, I, don't, I don't share restaurants with, <laughs> with animals. All right, final note. That missed kick by the Panthers last Sunday. It messed me up. Got to be the the greatest missed kick of all time. I'm not saying it to knock him. I'm saying it as a compliment. Like, there's never been a better missed kick in NFL. It would have been the longest field goal, right? Ever. Yeah. And he missed it by, like, uh, like six inches. Told you he needed a bigger shoe. Shoot. He needed a Nick Foles, and that thing was going in. That's all he needed. <laughs> a little Teddy B. A little bit. A little bit. Just a little bit on Don't go anywhere. Beyond the Game with Steve Pellick. What is next on ESPN1420 and .com.